You're with Julian on the Brownlow and a review of One Night in Miami on the day the Oscar nominator announced it didn't get quite as much as I thought it would get, particularly Regina King. She has some stellar career. She has won an Oscar as an actor and four Emmy Awards and a Golden Globe Award and one of the most esteemed black American actors going. And she has uh, her directorial debut. I thought she was a shoe in to get a Best Director nomination. Uh, it instead went to two other women, uh, Nomadland, Chloe Dale, my, my choice, and Emerald Fennell for A Promising Young Woman. I would have chosen that over this purely because A Promising Young Woman is a lot more dazzling and original as artistry goes as a director. I think she deserved it more. I did think Regina King was a shoo-in, though. Now, she's adapted a play that came out in 2012 of the same name by Kemp Powers. And it focuses on a meeting, a fictional meeting, between four friends after Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston to win his first world title fight in 1964. And they are Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Bound, the NFL American football player, and the singer Sam Cooke. The fact I haven't got a Sam Cooke lined up for this is just shocking. I'll try and remember next week. And they're played by Kingsley... Ben Adir as Malcolm X. He's a British actor who I don't think has done anything like this as prominent. Ellie Gorey as Cassius Clay because it's before he became Muhammad Ali. Aldous uh, Hodge as Jim Brown and Leslie Ordon Jr. as Sam Cooke. Now, it's based on a fictional meeting of the four after Ali's fight in a hotel room in Miami and it focuses on their party afterwards. It's a con because Malcolm X has actually got them there to all talk about civil rights movement. Malcolm X himself is at a pivotal point in his life. He's been the spokesperson for the Nation of Islam for about 12 years. He is notorious in America. He has recently made the chickens coming home to roost comment about JFK being killed, which was hugely controversial in a lot of ways, particularly as it offended the black community who actually loved JFK and it's mentioned in the course of the film Muhammad Ali and one of the other characters say about how their mums were crying when JFK was shot and you say this um, and also he has found out that the honourable Elijah Muhammad who is the basic founder or the leader of the nation of Islam has been having dalliances in cheap hotel rooms with underage girls and he is about to quit the nation of Islam at the very point, he's got Muhammad Ali to convert to being a Muslim, uh, <coughs> and he's agreed to change his name to, Malcolm, uh, to Muhammad Ali. So is this for meant? And it's important to note, this film is solely about four men discussing the civil rights movement and racial politics. That's it. Do not expect anything else to happen in this film. It is purely them, from each of their unique perspectives, discussing their place in the civil rights movement with Malcolm X hammering them and really annoying them all and them virtually coming to blows about him criticising them for not doing enough but them also trying to work through their position. Sam Cooke gets it in the neck the most. He is at a point where he is about to record a change is going to come. He is played by Malcolm X. He's been doing love songs and he's one of the most 
loved singers in America. He has his own record label. He makes a point, or he makes a point that he leased out a song, "It's All Over Now," to the Rolling Stones from a black artist, and about how much money is coming in. He is berated for his lyrics by Malcolm X, who plays in "Blown in the Wind" by Bob Dylan, and at the end we get a change is going to come but he gets it in the neck from Malcolm X Jim Brown is moving into movies away from the NFL he's been very very outspoken about his identity as a black man like a Colin Kaepernick he is extremely unapologetically black and shoves it in the face of everyone who allow him to get away with it because he is this relentless machine as an American football player so everyone still wants him there and um, Muhammad Ali himself, who's still Cassius Clay, is coming to the terms with his involvement with being transitioning into becoming a Muslim. And that is the whole film. There is no story, there is no plot, there is nothing. It was these guys talking it up after a, a preamble of about half an hour, about an hour and a half of these guys talking about racial politics. And the script itself is one of the best in recent years, one of the most intellectually stimulating. The conversations they have are amazing. Um, it is truly a wonder of a script, and they talk about things at such a, in such an in-depth level. It's such a complex reading of racial politics. Nothing is left unturned. The, gay, the spotlight that they portray is on themselves and they pull themselves to pieces throughout the course of this film i found it incredibly interesting to watch and listen to i found the fact that they were skewered so much by malcolm x and then in turn doing the same to him over and over and over peeling back the layers of who they were in society what they should be doing any hypocrisies they had I found it all to be incredibly interesting. Um, it's, it may not sound it, but I just found it a riveting script. Uh, and I'm, I think the four actors are brilliant in their roles. I was surprised that Leslie Ordon Jr. was the only one that was getting singled out for awards. He is fantastic as Sam Cooke. Absolutely fantastic. And perhaps does the most legwork outside of... Kingsley Ben Adir, I thought he would have got nominated for awards even ahead of Leslie Aldon Jr. He's magnificent as Malcolm X. He is a guy that is on a knife edge, and he knows it. It's interesting to note two of these guys, the Sam um, Sam Cooke and Malcolm X, would be gunned to death within a year or just over a year of this event taking place. He knows what danger he's in. He's pursued everywhere he goes by the FBI and he believes the Nation of Islam, for which he is their spokesman, is, is selling him out. <coughs> They've got wind of what he's doing and in the end they were the ones that executed him and uh, members of the Nation of Islam ended up getting arrested, convicted for his murder. Sam Cooke was killed in a, mot a motel when apparently he accosted the uh, person behind the front desk at night wearing underwear and she shot and killed him. And it has been put down to being one of those things. So these guys work through every single aspect of racial politics. Now, it's both a good thing and a bad thing about the modern era slant. Um, it obviously has a hugely relatable 
story about racial politics from the modern era and particularly from the last couple of years about African Americans and the way that they're treated in America. It's hugely indebted to that and a little bit too much because um, it, I saw one review say about how it was a little bit too much awash with hindsight. Every now and again in this enormously verbose, incredibly intricate and complicated script, it trips over itself a little bit by you sort of seeing that they're framing it from modern issues. A little bit. It's not overwhelming in any way. It's tiny fractions here and there. And that is a slight flaw uh, uh, and not a major one. I also think that they could have... Um, they could have broken it down a little bit more. Regina King does a very faithful stage play job, but I did think that maybe, you know, after 15 minutes of chatting, they could have had an interlude. They have an interlude where they go to the shops once, another one where there's a phone call. I thought that it could have done with a little bit more. And the reason is, when you're listening to people saying really intellectually stimulating stuff like this, you start to taper off after a while. So it would have been good to have had these breaks and then come back. And I thought maybe she could have peppered the opening half hour through the film. We didn't need to see him beat Sonny Liston at the start. We could have had the build-up to that go throughout the film. And I thought that would have paced it a bit better because I did think this is really stagey at times. Um, but it is an amazing script. The performance is a spot-on. It's brave filmmaking because it relies on words uh, and very little else. It's really well shot. Um, one other slight quibble I have with this film, this is funny actually, when I was watching it I was thinking about what I would say about the film and I was going to say, oh no, I reviewed the film Music last week and said this actor had that easygoing charisma of Denzel Washington that just makes you feel really comfortable, I can't say it about another black actor, you racist, it's the same actor. So he's getting his, he's he's a guy that started in the uh, musical Hamilton, Leslie Ordon Jr. and brilliant here. The, He's got a great voice, really good singing voice, and he does a great Sam Cooke. The problem I have is that Sam Cooke is literally my favourite singing voice. No one has quite as good a singing voice as Sam Cooke. So all of the Sam Cooke numbers in this film are sung by Leslie Aldon Jr. I doubt there'd be a man that could do a better, more faithful job. And for most of the film, that's good enough. But where it fell down for me a little bit was in the, the power moment, which is at the end when you get a change is going to come. One of the most famous songs in rock, um, in soul, in pop music. They use the Leslie Audon version and they also feature a quite close-up shot of him singing it on a TV show, which is immediately obviously not real. It's him miming on a TV show with modern coloration and everything. I kind of wish they'd just used the Sam Cooke doing the same on the TV show. And, and that would have had so much more impact because that plays out over the last few scenes. And I think if we'd have had the original, because I did find myself going, well, it's not the original song though. I kind of wish it was. And I kind of wish they'd used Sam Cooke himself in that bit. I think that would have been a really powerful moment to end on. But these are minor quibbles, a little bit too stagey, a tiny, tiny bit too reverent of the now, uh, and obviously so at times. But outside of that, one of the best scripts in the modern era and brilliant performances and great helming by Regina King, who I think was a little bit robbed, perhaps. Perhaps the fact that she's just adapting a stage play quite faithfully 
isn't as directorially impressive as what Emerald Fennel did with The Promising Young Woman, or as artistically dazzling as my hopeful winner Chloe Zhao was for Nomadland. So they're really tiny quibbles, um, and I found it a fascinating film. Everything that people said about The Five Bloods, this film is. This film wipes the floor with The Five Bloods in talking about the African-American experience, the civil rights era, and racial politics. It's brilliant on that. So I'm going to give One Night in Miami an 8.5 out of 10. If it wasn't for those quibbles, it would have been a 9, but still 8.5, another brilliant film. 